Welcome to the Cross Screen and In Between podcast, brought to you by EvoQuip. Hello and welcome back to the Cross Screen and In Between podcast. We've made it to episode four somehow. Um, I'm Andrew. Hello, I'm Declan. Unfortunately, Michael, our very accomplished host, has been struck down with a man flu, so he can't make it today. Um, so you're stuck with us. You're stuck with, with my West Tyrone accent, <laughs> um, unfortunately. Um, so get well soon, Michael. Yep, get well soon, Michael. Um, but luckily enough, uh, we plan to have a very special guest this week anyway. So big hello and welcome to, to Barry O'Hare, the EvoQuip Business Line Director. Hello, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Delighted to be part of your fourth episode of <laughs> the podcast. Good to have you on, Barry. Yep. So best behaviour today, Daniel. Yep, the boss, is in, the boss is in today. So, what's new in the world of EvoCup the past couple of months? Um, Tip Matt, they, they had a factory visit a couple of weeks ago. They were over having a chat with us. They visited Dungannon, Oma, Wernicampsey. Wernicampsey, Dungannon Business Park. Um, yeah, with some training with, with some training Michael. Yeah. And then just a, a, a meet and greet with a wider team. Um, I think overall very successful. Yeah, it's yep. good to, be, good to get meeting more dealers, yep. Yeah, and have a chat about the sort of the, the French market and where they how they see things. It was really interesting to spend a week with those guys. Um, what else? Michael and I had a had a week in Italy. Mm-hmm. We were out seeing seeing our Italian friends. Sunning yourselves. No one told me that Italy <laughs> in October was worse weather than Ireland in October. But in hindsight, yeah. I, I know for a game. Yeah. But for the next visit. For the next visit, but no, it was really good. You know we. We had a bit of training, had a had a good time here. Drank some wine, ate some fish. It was, it was a good time all around. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, it was it was a week well spent. Um, Jamie had a tour of Australia, New Zealand. He sunned himself for yeah. For, he really uh, was sunned himself. He yeah. was yeah. Summertime there. He, yeah, he went and visited uh, both coasts of, of Australia, uh, west coast first of all, and then east coast. And met up with both teams. Um, provided some training. Um, and then flew down to New Zealand uh, to meet up with the guys from MSC. Um, yeah, and had a, a week there out visiting customers and and uh, a week with Dan and Andy, which was very good. Hadn't been done in a few years, obviously with COVID, so um, it was long overdue. Yeah, I think he enjoyed himself. He, he did come back with a nice time. <laughs> so he kind of yeah, okay. Yeah. So good stuff. What else? Our Bison three forty um, teaser went out from our yep went went out. Um, it's good to see that the, the podcast was a couple of weeks ahead of the market. A couple of months. Couple of months. A couple of couple months. months. I think it was the second episode we announced the, the Bison three forty. And if you're only following our socials, you wouldn't even know it's just a teaser at the moment. So podcast is ahead of time. The podcast. Yep, that's you get for listening. Yeah, ahead of the game. Ahead mm-hmm. of the game. Stay tuned. Exactly. So here, I, th- I think that's it with, with sort of. EvoQuip, EvoQuip happenings, um, I suppose we'll, we'll try our interview skills now and see how yeah, we get on. See how we get on, right. Um, so, so Barry, how's it going? Yeah, it's going good. Um, look, uh, I suppose December's a busy month, so it is, uh, trying to close out the year and with everything that goes with that, but overall going, going quite good. Yeah, good. Okay, so first question for me um, tell us about your current role and what it entails so that's more for people that maybe don't know you already okay so uh, as the business line director for EvoCup I suppose hey uh, overall it's ensuring EvoCup becomes you know the dominant main player in the compact crushing and screening industry um, you know that's done by providing vision culture 
um, leadership for the overall Evergrip team through um, you know, different processes mm-hmm. or SNOP, which are SEALs operating plan or, or MPPD or MPI. Um, you know, but overall, ensuring Evergrip becomes a main player and become number one in crushing, compact crushing screening industry. Okay. You've quite an interesting background. Um, tell us a bit about what you were at before you got into the, the crush and treat industry. Yes, um, there, there's quite a quite a bit of interesting background there. Exactly, I left college back in '99. Um, <clears throat> had an opportunity to go to America to play football for a few months for a summer, and I, I took up the opportunity as any a twenty year old would would have done, um, and I stayed for three years. Um, yeah, I, I, I went to Philadelphia. Um, I enjoyed it that much that I ended up I stayed for, for almost three years. Um, were, were you in the industry out there? I wasn't know? in the industry out there, no. I had no inclination of the industry at all. Um, out there, I'd done a few different jobs. Um, probably the one that lasted the longest was a bit of roofing. Um, as you do. As you do, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, quite a quite a... Quite an interesting uh, story, it was. Um, tough winters in the roof? Yeah, very tough winters in the roof. Um, nice summers, but but long winters. Um, and some of the times, work in the winter in the roof? Or? Some, of the, some of the times in, 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 in the winter, um, we had done the snow, snow plan. Clear, snow yes, plan, yeah. Yes, so right. um, probably for, what, four or six weeks where, mm-hmm. when it was a real bad winter. Um, it would have been snow plan, you know, clearing driveways and schools and churches yeah. and chapels, etc. So quite interesting. It wasn't built for the cold. <laughs> uh, I can assure you that. <laughs> and we three years in Philadelphia? Three years in Philadelphia. I spent, I, I went home um, just before the three months was up um, and came back out again and spent a bit of time in New York. Um, probably three, four months in New York, but the majority of the time was in Philadelphia. And what brought you home? Um, work was drying up, to be honest. Um, I had no notion coming home. Um, I probably was, would, have, would have liked to stay out longer, but work was getting quiet, and I just thought, right, now's the time probably when work was getting quiet, you know, to start thinking about maybe coming home. Um, I, I stayed for a few weeks. It didn't get any better, so I just decided to get on a plane and get home. When, what year would that have been about? Uh, 2002. Okay. 2002. And so how did you get, where, how did you get into the industry then when you got home? Um, I started with a local company, it's local to me in Cookstown, uh, Kestrel Hydraulics. Um, so with them I run the stores and, and their production. Um, Kestrel Hydraulics manufacture hydraulic um, and they supplied them into you know, the the factories here in Dungannon, up in Oma. I used to be in Oma factory once a week doing a Kanban, taking charge. We had a Kanban in system in, in, from Castro Hydraulics in the Oma factory where we just replenished the stock to ensure that the lines were constantly uh, filled. So that was my first introduction to uh, the industry, the wider industry as such. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously moved on. I was there eight, six, eight years, I think, um, before I moved into the industry itself and, and started with Power Screen back in 2008. 2008, how long is that? 
that's it's almost 15 almost years 15 yeah years, it's yeah. almost 15 years ago very good um so you started in power screen um which would be i suppose that scene as one of the industry leaders what brought you to a, a, a newer brand and evoquip yeah and um, very good question yeah i suppose i started in power screen and i left power screen to go to work for mps and um, during that which i'd done about two years as a parts manager um, I suppose that was to probably progress my career more, mm-hmm. and probably did when you look. Did you start in parts? Did you go? For I started in power screen parts and went to uh, MPS parts. Yes, to become the parts manager, so running um, MPS parts for Europe, Middle East, and Africa. Out of out, out of Oma, mm-hmm. based based in Oma, yeah. Um, and then 2013, um, I come back to Dungannon and joined the power screen sales team. Um, and as a territory manager responsible for several territories the UK, Scandinavia and some other mainland Europe territories um, but I suppose to go back and answer your question um, yeah you know, here Power Screen with, with a legacy over 50-60 years and you know, especially within the Trone region mm-hmm. um, yeah it was a difficult decision but I thought Evacup was a new upcoming brand there's a lot of opportunities there yeah. um, and, and I know from my previous role within Kessler Hydraulics, which was a small company, you learn a lot more yes. working in a small business yeah. and take on a lot more responsibilities in a small business. So yeah. um, I've seen it as a good opportunity for, for growth. So Evoquip would have been going for a while before you joined them, is that right? Evoquip would have been going for, I think, about three years. Three years. Three okay. years when I joined them, yeah. And what, what was your perception of Evoquip from... You know, as a power screen, as a power screen man, what was your perception of Evoquip? Oh, that's a tough question, eh? That's a tough question. Uh, Poacher turned gamekeeper. <laughs> I wonder how has that even changed then since joining Evoquip, or has yeah. it changed? Um, I suppose, I suppose, yeah. Well, being with power screen, you know, one of the one of the largest crushing screening brands in the industry, um, and Evoquip was only really starting off. I probably didn't really have a perception mm-hmm. as such because it was such so, such a small yeah. business and it was only really getting kick-started. Um, <clears throat> but now that I'm, I'm in Evoquip, I can see the growth that's happened You know, over the last six years. Evoquip, mm-hmm. you know, six years from, from Evoquip was formed. I can see the growth and I can see the potential there. So, you know, probably my perception now is Evoquip can become... You know the next power screen. Yeah. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. that's what you have to aspire to be to become. You know the next legacy within within the industry. Yeah. yeah okay. you, you moved into an Evocup sales role first. I moved into Evocup sales director. Yes, in two thousand and nineteen. And then when did you when did you move into your current role then your business line director role? Um, that was December twenty twenty. So that would be two years. Two years now. This uh, month. Yeah? yeah. Two years this month. Thought. Um, I came into that role. Um, uh, Paying this interview well is your yeah. two year anniversary. Two year anniversary, yeah, this <laughs> month. Yeah, yeah, so thank you. Um, yeah, here it hasn't all been plain sailing, obviously, um, but it's been very, very interesting. Um, with Evo, there's a good team there. So, um, what what do you think are the major changes in Evoquip over the past two years under your leadership? We'll say um, over the past two years. I suppose um, if you look at it and maybe even go back till um, you know when I first started Evercup and, and you know we sort of try how, how do we grow Evercup how do we make it different and how do we build that growth I suppose one of the big things was you know 
go and find our own distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, suppose Evo when Evo was formed, they probably relied heavily on the the distribution that was there between Parish Green and Finley to get that growth growing. Um, but our thoughts were back at that time is to you know go and get our own distribution, and I think that's been really really helpful and beneficial for Evo to go and get their own distribution and you know, support that distribution and fully see the potential there, you know, and mm-hmm. throughout throughout the uh, rest of the world and North America. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say Evoquip really benefited from the from the distribution lines that were already there from Pershing and Finlay. Absolutely. Initially, we probably started well ahead of the game thanks to that. Absolutely, yeah. And still do, to be fair, you yeah. know, if you look at, you know, the North American market, they still uh, do benefit from the crossover distribution there. Um, we're, we're still heavily uh, yeah. crossover distribution. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, and as you say, it, it largely, largely makes sense to, to somewhat not tie Evoquip to, to those lines either. You know, they obviously have to be an independent brand, which they are. So. Yeah, there has to be. You know, with, 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 with the products, you know, there's crossover products, so it, it serves us best to go after our own distribution. You're going to you know, be the master of your own destiny, um, mm-hmm. and, and you take full control of that yourself, um, you know, with your own distribution. And I suppose, you know, Power screen and and Finley distribution, uh, you know, are looking at larger machines. Obviously, a lot bigger than, than compact. Also, of compact, but so we sort of try to look at a distribution that serves compact best mm-hmm. and not an all round one, mm-hmm. um, which I think um, we've been relatively successful with yeah. you know, over the last few years. Yeah, I think I think our growth speaks for itself. Um, the the numbers tend to. Would, would say that you've made the right call, Barry. <laughs> yeah, well, I think um, when you're saying I made the right call, I think you know as a team, one of the big things within we've got, we we work as a team. It's a team effort, and uh, no one person um, can take all the credit. You're very generous. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose on that team, how would you describe the culture in Evoquip? Um, good question. I think there's a very good culture there. Um, you know, it's a very young, dynamic team. I think we work quite well together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going back to one of the points I raised earlier, working in a small business, everybody helps out and everybody get you know does a, a lot of varied roles um, or gets into varied aspects of, of roles. So I think that brings a good culture on its own. Um, you know, where the team work really, really well together and very close together, mm-hmm. um, you know, which helps drive that positive culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in such a small team, yet you, you have to have that. It's it's very hard for a small team to work that don't get along. I would think. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like there's a lot of team bonding goes on in Evoquip, which is great. Yeah, because you do get the, you know, for for me, that's obviously only in the role for a short time. Coming in and having those, you know, even if it is like going out for a meal or whatever it is, having those social times together mm-hmm. is a great way of just getting to know everybody and then getting on with them and you know you're yeah, able to, understand to work people with them yeah. you know here we, we spend you know eight hours a day five mm-hmm. days a week uh, working together so it's good that everybody gets on well and, and we stay close with the other departments as well which I think is very important being yeah. a small brand and yeah. you know in a large corporation and large business it's important to stay close to, to the other functions as well yeah um, that helps us, and I suppose we're largely able to to have that best of both worlds. Um, you know, we've equipped sort of are able to 
to act like a like a small company but yet are part of the larger backing of Terex. You know, we can sort of have both the best of both worlds. Absolutely, yeah, because we're we're a small team, um we can provide that family feel per se, um, but then also have the comfort and the backing of you know the legacy of, of the design engineers, the support team uh, you know the marketing teams within a large corporation that have, that have you know existed for you know, 50 60 years in the industry so yeah that that really benefits so there's a a, a double uh, benefit of of, of mm. that yeah mm. um so during your time in the industry what do you feel has been your best learning experience um that I suppose you've personally had so that what i mean by that is is it uh, i suppose your work experience just even listening to people or I suppose just talking to people talking to other people in the industry or, or, or deep or deep end is that yeah, <laughs> sink or swim uh, <laughs> you could answer that a lot of ways so you could I suppose the, the one thing that sticks out with me um, you know getting stuck in and doing it getting thrown in the deep end going and doing it taking on a new challenge uh, and trying to figure it out for yourself um, I think that has been a great experience. But also, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of a lot of people within within the within Terex where you know I certainly have learned from, and, and even listening to you know in, in different various yeah. meetings um, where you pick a lot of stuff up and, and that you can use in your own um, business mm-hmm. is is uh, is very important as well. Yeah, I definitely find that for the marketing side. And that you've got a lot of other brands that, like, if you're doing something, even like a, even a bit of admin or something in the in a marketing role, you, there's, you know, a, a, few, a few other brand managers that you can ask and just helps yeah. get you know helps get you over the line. Um, so I imagine that's the same for the business line directors, Terex. Yeah. So, and um, what what would you think has been the biggest challenge for EvoQuip past year? Um, suppose the biggest challenge I think is everybody's challenge within the industry over the last twelve months. You know, is uh, supply challenges. Um, we're hampered with supply. Um, we're hampered with freight. Um, you know, boats not being where they were meant to be, etc., etc. You know, not having a knock-on effect to you know, the supply of components coming in. Um, so overall, then that obviously had a knock-on with cost challenges as well. So. Yeah, I think cost and supply were, were the biggest challenges over the last 12 months. Do you see those things normalising? Um, well, suppose what we've seen over the last, you know, suppose over the last quarter, we've probably seen them somewhat normalising, uh, stabilising. Um, so I think, yes, we're going into 2023 with, with you know, that is probably not a, as big a priority as what it had been going into 2022, or certainly, you know, as we started off 2022. So... And I'm hoping that's the case. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. So that's the biggest challenge in the last year. What do you think has been your biggest opportunity in the last year at Evoquip? Um, biggest opportunity, I suppose. Again, was was the growth. The biggest opportunity last year, because there was a high demand, mm. um, which fed off the back of a few unprecedented years with COVID. There was huge demand, global demand, right across, uh, right across the glo- our global market, which you know, we we've never seen before, mm. right across, spread wide across our, our global market. You know, you, you'd have seen pockets here and there, mm-hmm. um, but that 
global demand, suppose, was a big opportunity for us to grow our brand, yeah. grow our business, you know, grow our distribution, and really get our name out there and yeah. get more machines out in the market. And what drove that was it just simply that people weren't there, there was such such a low demand during COVID, and then it just ramped up so quickly. Or what do you think was what, what was the cause of that? Um, I suppose I think a, a lot of. Off the back of COVID, I think there was a lot of stimulus plans yes, put okay. in yep. by different governments in different countries mm -hmm. to try and grow businesses again. A lot of them were um, heavily focused on infrastructure spend. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we as a business really benefited yeah, from okay. from that. Um, no, it makes sense. Yep. Yeah. And what do you think will be the biggest changes or challenges in the industry in the next five years? In the next five years? Biggest challenge in the next five years. Suppose we've heard, and, and there's a lot of talk about you know electric and electrification, um, you know, recycling is a big thing. Um, obviously, with Interac, safety is a you know number one um, priority for us as a business. Um, but I suppose looking from an Evoco perspective, I would say you know, recycling. I think um, you, know, you hear the talk about circular economy. Mm -hmm. um, it's relatively big. Um, and I think, uh, you know, the construction industry is one of the largest consumers of energy um, and raw materials. And I suppose shifting from, you know, a linear economy to a circular economy mm -hmm. will obviously benefit um, us in the compact um, crushing and screening where, you know, where our machines, while they're focused on other industries, there's a big focus on, on the recycled industry. Yeah. So I think that is a, definitely a... a one of the ch big changes in the next five years that that could benefit uh, Avogup as a brand. Yeah, M Michael will be really happy. You're, 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 you're cycling, you're I was going to say it's a good job Michael's not here, or we'd be stuck here all night. Um, okay, so last question that we have: What is uh, what's the best advice that you've ever gotten? Um, here a lot of advice, I suppose, from a from a business perspective, and um, one of the best things that. It, it it wasn't given to me, but it was advice that that um, it was something I read, and it's so true, and and it probably relates you know, and it relates more to me and my ego times. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great things in business are rarely done by one person; they're done by a team of people. Mm -hmm. You know, so empower people and create a positive working environment. So that has always stuck with me. Yeah. Um, when I read that, and you know, it's quite true, and you could probably apply that to to personal life as well mm -hmm. um, I do, and I would think it's a challenge for for companies or businesses to to create the right environment and and how challenging is that to, to do it to do it right or to create the environment that lets people thrive yeah I suppose yeah that uh, is, is it a hiring do you, you have to hire the right people or do you <laughs> create the right environment? I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a bit of both, yeah. You know, I think they go hand in hand. You know, first of all, you do, you have to hire the right people. You have to hire people that, you know, that are engaged and that are, you know, proactive and, and, and want to progress and, and, and do well. But then also, you have to create that environment as well. You have to create that culture as such. You know, and I suppose the Turks ways sort of bring that in as well. If you look at that, the Turks, value ways that mm. you know you look at that you know respect and integrity and you know leadership and, and encouragement so i think yeah they go hand in hand to answer the question okay what was the advice you were talking about before we recorded 
Oh, it was a, it was a, it was a Paul O'Connell one that I heard yeah. him say that, what was it? Um, be the best at things that require no talent. Yeah. So your your positivity, your hard work, your being on time, all those things that require zero talent. Yeah. Be the best at those. I thought that was a good one as well. So. Yeah, I was quite like that. Worth one. to mention, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is because I suppose and and Andrew, you 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 said quite a lot. You know, think positive. Um, you know, and there was a quote I did read as well one time where, you know, if you have a positive mindset, you know, you won't see obstacles, so you won't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, you can relate that to business. You know, have a positive yeah. mindset, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you won't see obstacles. You'll just see challenges that that you can overcome. Yeah, and I, I always I always find it interesting the the way people discuss what what they're doing at work, and I always think if people say I have do this or have to do that that they change the have to get mm. I get through this, this and I get through that that just that one word of a mindset changes changes everything, everything. Yeah. from something you have to do yeah. something that you get through it's an opportunity all of a sudden rather than a chore mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I always thought it was like an interesting yeah and, and, and I suppose then again when you take it all back it's a mindset thing isn't yeah. it it's, it's how you allow yourself to to think about what you're doing or what you have to do, yeah. Um, yeah. or what you get to do, or what you get to do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think that's the three quick, quick fire questions now. Yes. Uh, so I said last questions, but we've actually got we snuck a few more in there. <laughs> uh, quick fire ones. Do you want to start? Okay. Favorite non Evo quick machine. Pooh, that's going to be hard. Uh, well, it's not going to be hard. Um, I suppose. It would be the Power Screen Warrior 1400X. Whenever I came into Power Screen, that machine was just being launched. Um, and so that was the one that I got um, into the most. It was the first one I learned about. So, yeah, 1400, Power Screen 1400X. Yeah. Good choice. <laughs> um, Bioma Con Expo or Hillhead? So, favourite trade show? Um, I've never done Con Expo. I've done several Bama's and several Hillheads. While Bama's huge and massive, I still feel Hillhead personally. Mm-hmm. To me, um, I would prefer Hillhead. Yeah. It's it'll be classed as our home show as such, mm-hmm. and it's a working show. Um, if it's dry. If it's dry, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Hillhead for me. Grant. In this new COVID, post-COVID world, face to face or over the phone. Easy one for me, face to face all day long. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'd be in the office every day. Um, I, I think you know while while the working from home worked over COVID. I think there's a lot to be got from having a face to face meeting, mm-hmm. um, or you know, having that personal touch face to face. So yeah, face to face for me. Scalper or finishing screen. Scalper. 1400 axes, my, <laughs> yeah. my favorite non machine. Yeah, no. So I think that nearly yeah, caught you right there. Uh, that one, nearly, yeah. uh, finishing screen would nearly uh, go against the jaw or unpacker. Suppose uh, typically it would have been jaw, but now within the Evo I think the impactor would overtake that. So, yes, impactor definitely over jaw for me. I agree. Mm. <laughs> me too. Um, I think that's us, is it? I think that's us. I think that's us for the, for the interview, Barry. For the interview, yep. Yeah, thank you. That was uh, good. These were very accommodating. I enjoy it. That's good. Here we'll stick around for the industry news then. Exactly. What do we have? What's going on in the industry this this month or this couple of weeks? Um, see, Clayman, they have a couple of new plants are launching or, or they're talking about the, the new scalper, the 16x5 scalper. 
MSS802 and the new jaw, the, the uh, MC110 um, they were talk about in, talk, talking about in the, in the news articles there a couple of weeks ago, so Cleveland are starting to make yeah, a bit of noise. starting to make a bit of noise, yeah, they are. What else? See, Red Knight 6 got the sole distribution for the UK. UK. Robomaster oh. distribution, yeah, that's a, that's a big one, and you know, especially for us, you know, yeah. that question screening, yeah. Um, suppose they have been relatively strong over the past while, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, big opportunity for them, yeah, yeah, yeah. What else is happening, um, industry wise? I see Anaconda expanding their um, art boat facility. Increasing production by 30%? 30%, yeah, yeah. Um, they've seen obviously big growth for, for them and yeah. their business, um, which um, I suppose I think uh, they're a McLenahan company. I've also seen McLenahan uh, increase or get into the, the crushing and screening. Um, business within Northern Ireland with their own manufacturing facility, mm -hmm. a 21,000 square foot facility somewhere close to Dungannon, just a nice okay. last week. That's good, good for the, the, sort of the general industry. The general industry yeah. as well, yeah. and Throne is a hub for yeah. the crushing the screen. Anything else happening around the world? Is that it? Not on my end. I suppose we've built up to Christmas, it's sort of been a bit, uh, it's a bit quieter, a quieter that way. Yeah, yeah. industry or, or hot topics news wise. Um, I think that might do us then for today. Mm -hmm. I think um, it's been a, it's great to have you on Barry to the podcast. Thank you, good Can to be on. Us? No thanks very much, yeah. Good to uh, have been on, thanks for the invite. You could replace Michael full time. <laughs> I think uh, I think Michael would have something to say about that. <laughs> who, who else will talk about recycling for half an hour? Or <laughs> if you don't have Michael on. Uh, do you come any sound effects? Well, we the sound effect for the, yeah, for the bison. Need a horn, air horn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so thanks all for your time. Everyone, thanks for listening. Um, uh, please like, share, and subscribe, and and keep listening. Yep. Thank you very much for the support, and see you next time. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye.